0: Welcome to the Go and Tell Gals podcast with Jess Connolly and Kenesha Bikes. Today, we're talking to one of our friends, a woman who runs on mission. We are praying this conversation leaves you fired up and ready to go right where you're at. We're super thankful for you. Let's go. Friends, we are here today with our friend Allie, and we, Allie, are so excited to sit down and chat with you about all things motherhood and your new book that just came out. So if you would just tell our listeners, our gals here, a bit about yourself and sort of what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm Allie. I have been teaching in the online space and just sharing what I'm learning and what's working for a decade now. I help women simplify everything, from home to schedule to business to business. Mental clarity, anything that's making them feel clogged up, like they don't have clarity, like they're not aligned with how they really want to be living. We can make it simpler. We can declutter anything. So yeah, that's what I do. And that's what my book is about. But focusing in that book on the home, the physical environment, we do that first, then the other stuff follows.
1: That's really interesting because you say you have been doing this for 10 years and I know a lot of people can't see you, but I'm looking at you and I don't see that you've been doing this for 10 years. I see that you've been doing this for like two years. There's no way you've been doing this for 10 years. What do you mean? What I mean is that there's no way you're old enough to have been in this space for 10 years.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so nice. I'm 34. That's so nice.
1: Okay, that's also not old. (laughs) But you're beautiful and 10 years is a really long time to kind of hold this conversation, hold this space. I'm super interested in how you got started. How did you become the expert, if you will, the voice in this conversation?
0: Yeah, it was very organic and just kind of fluidly flowed into each next step at the right time. I just started a blog. Remember Blogspot? Uh Uh-huh. I started a blog. Yes, Definitely.
1: (laughs) Throwback there, yeah.
0: Yeah, good times. And I had to teach myself how to code because there was no Squarespace yet, all the things. And just, I was so determined. I didn't know I was an entrepreneur yet, but I was so determined to share where I was at in motherhood. I had had just two kids at the time. I have four now. And I was really not doing great. And it seemed like everybody else was doing phenomenally. Or if they weren't, it was like a big joke, like coffee till wine, like I haven't peed alone in five years, like basically just substance abuse to get through the day. And it's like a joke on all the Target shirts and everyone's just like, LOL. I just, I was really in a bad place and I was very depressed and felt so guilty that I was depressed. So I started my blog and just shared like my thoughts and how things were going and was really honest. And it was just drawing some people in and p- women that were feeling the same way. And then there was this season after I had my third baby where I had just had enough and was like, well, what if we just did things a different way? Like, what if I just went counterculture and just flipped this on its head and figured it out? And what if it was like really practical and it wasn't this big, I was like waiting for some spiritual epiphany and. I don't know. It just wasn't wasn't coming, and I just I noticed that all I did was really react to my life. I reacted to the house being a mess and freaking out and snapping at my toddlers and putting them in front of a TV and catching up all day so I could get ahead. And I reacted to you know just little things like oh we're out of groceries now I gotta go to the groceries. store. Like everything was just like little things were like such this big stressor and I just like react to the kids react to my day react to my calendar react to someone asking me to do something and feeling obligated to say yes because I had zero boundaries all I did was react to everyone and everything else but I was not even able to be grounded enough to like respond or even know myself enough to know how I wanted to respond and actually what I noticed the most was the biggest time suck was my home it was a disaster all the time and when I was picking stuff up I'm like what the hell, what is this? Like, I've never even seen this before. Why is this out? (laughs) Like What is happening? And just noticing, like, our society, it's very normal to have a 3,000-square-foot house that's full of crap, with a garage that you hope no one opens and sees, closets that will kill you if you open them, and stuff will fall out, and also a storage facility that you pay for every month. Like, it's very normal. And so that was where I went first, was the physical home, and I was sharing that on my blog because it was incredible. I was like showing, I don't remember if I could do videos on my actual blog. I don't think I was like savvy enough to figure that out. But I remember like, guys, like I'm, I'm writing this live. I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And then I'm going to get rid of this. I'm going to declutter this. And then I'm going to do my kitchen. And then a week later, guys, I literally have had the best week. I feel so much lighter. This is crazy. Like I was live sharing how things were shifting for me and how much more time and energy I felt. And over time, it. I mean, it just changed my whole life. My relationships got lighter because I wasn't so stretched thin. Like, I wasn't feeling crazy anymore. And, yeah, I just was sharing it, and it went from there. I didn't turn into a business, though, until, like, maybe six years ago.
1: So would you say, I mean, I want to talk a lot more about your book, but what I hear you saying is that there seems to be this parallel from between clutter in your home, the physical manifestation of clutter in your home, the tangible clutter in your home, to how that presents itself in our souls, perhaps, in our bodies, in our minds. Is that a parallel that you kind of extract or you kind of explain or you expound on? That's the word I'm looking for. In your book, do you kind of get into the depth of that conversation or that part of the conversation?
0: Yeah, I do because it's huge. It's such a foundational thing to understand with this. I used to do a lot of one-on-one work with people. I worked with an actual hoarder. I worked with a widow who her husband had died like two years before that and she was feeling ready to let go. And she like, she sobbed on my shoulder. Like I held her through that. I walked through that with her. I did a playroom for a mom that had 11 kids. Like I started working with all these different people. And what I found was what is in the external is just a mirror of what is in the internal every single time. And I remember that was kind of weird to me, especially back then. I just I wanted to see if that was literally everyone's story. So I just kept going, kept helping people and working for free and doing different things for different friends and people in my life and then I moved into that online work and just every single time it was the same story and almost eerily like if some the words that people would use to describe how they felt about their life would be the same words they described about how they felt about their space separately without them realizing. And I would see the same words. So it's really interesting that our physical environments are just a reflection of what's going on inside of us. And and that expression, how you are with one thing is how you are with everything. I don't know how true that is, but it's definitely true in this case. It's
1: always mirrored. I think that's a really great conversation. And my online work is very similar in the sense that I focus on home, the spiritual aspects of home, how we live in our spaces, how commercialized they have become, how much God has never intended for home to be the space that we have created it or made it out to be in 2021, where we now have this opportunity, right? Because we've all been at home. I think a lot of our innards, if you will, are more exposed to the truth of a lot of the pain, the trauma and things that we've probably held on to for a long time where we had distractions over the past, let's call it 20 years. And now we're having to live in a different space in a different way. And so it sounds like the work that you do is important, obviously, but also very timely right now. It seems like you probably are also really busy With helping people kind of declutter their lives. And I'm super curious. Also, you seem to speak to mothers a lot. And I am curious about what you think about how this conversation plays out with women in general. I don't know if you work with men, but since we're go and tell gals, we're not go and tell boys (laughs) or guys, we'll focus on the women at the, the female aspect. Do you think that this topic is not just for mothers? Would you say that it's for women as well? And how has that thought affected your work?
0: Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of young women like going to college and having so much stuff that their parents are giving to them. They want to sort through that. There's a lot of a lot of older women that don't want to pass on all their junk to their family and came from a generation where This is just what I've seen, and I think it's mostly because we can't really see further back than this without storytelling, but the people coming from the Depression era, literally hoarding was, of course, it makes so much sense. Of course, you're going to go there. And so they literally, it feels like life or death to release things. What if I can't get it back? What if somebody in my family needs me? They always come to me to have, I have everything, like what if, and you know, the idea that you could be resourceful enough to get another spatula if you need one, you know, is, is not okay. It feels very unsafe and their fight or flight turns on. Like, this is serious? Like, I mean, it's it's needed therapy. Like, it's crazy. And so there's a lot of women in all different walks of life in my community, especially in the – there's a program I have called Your Cluttered Home. And in that community, it's so cool to see them all together, some moms, some – grandmothers, some single young women just not wanting to start the cycle of junk. So yeah, it's for everyone. And we have dads and guys too. But for women, it's so beautiful to see them releasing what's not necessary because we hold on to so much. Women take on so much and it's just expected. And so when they get permission to let some of that go and let's just make things simpler. What if it was easy? What if it was just lighter? It's just a celebratory permission for so many of them. I love that. I love that. I think that is really rings true, is what you were talking about, clutter at home, and how that is a reflection of what is often happening in our souls. I definitely resonate with that. As someone who is not a mom, that is totally true of my home. I would love to hear a bit about what you think sort of God is doing in motherhood, in minimalism, in all of those spaces in 2020 and 2021. Obviously, the world has changed a lot recently. So sort of where do you think we're headed and what do you dream about in the future coming out of this season? Yeah, I think that we're moving against this crazy, chronic, hungry, ravenous consumerism. I think people are waking up and realizing what it's doing to our planet is a spiritual issue. What it's doing to our kids and just raising them in such materialism where it's like, I mean, we had a conversation in one of my commun- one of the paid communities that I was talking about. And this woman was like, every time I go to Target, my kids, she, she used the word demand, a toy. I did that. I set that up, but like, I don't know how to break it because they, they freak out and they, they hit me and, and they're really angry and they want things. And so many people echoed the same thing. And it's not a judgment on them and their parenting. It's just showing like this is normal. It is normal to always be looking for the next thing, the newer, the better, the brightest, the most expensive, the best, going to school and, and being a weirdo if you don't have the latest and graded. Like it's just, it's been in our culture for so long, but I do see so many people waking up to that. I think that God is going to replenish our planet through this. I think that there's so much rejuvenation coming and so much new and, and just a brighter, better way that... Like, can we focus on relationships instead of things? And there's a lot of talk. At this time of year, there's a lot of talk in my space of the internet uh, about the holidays. And it's just all around stuff. Like, what about everything else? What about repairing those relationships with people that you have a hard time seeing? What about you know, flexing your boundary muscle and taking care of yourself during this time of year when you're seeing all those people. What about the cake and the cookies and the celebration and the togetherness? Not one person mentions it ever. It's always asking about the stuff. It's just literally a season of crap. And I I think that people are tired, and i think that they're ready to to make a shift and i think that that's the big work that's happening in this space right now and i think it has a big effect on other things a big effect on who we're bringing up for the next generation how we're feeling not feeling so heavy not feeling so obligated not paying our car payment so we can make sure we get everyone a present which is extremely common people are not paying their mortgages people are freaking out because they got to get the presents they got to last year they had a big christmas and this year they got to meet that same standard for their children It's such a heavy, gross pressure to put on yourself. And I think that people are just getting tired of it. And I think that's like, it's time to go a different way and focus on people. That's so great,
1: Allie. I think that you are hitting the nail right on the head, obviously, with the thought that we're inundated with so many messages that are telling us to acquire, to gain, to buy more things because those things will make us happy. And it sounds like the heart of your message is really that that is not the truth, that we're buying a lie, possibly. And that the truth is that the less we have, the more content, the more happy we are, more joy-filled. The more room we offer, and more room we give to the possibility of joy, which is something that I think we're all wanting a little bit more of in this season. So one question that we always ask our guests at the end of our episodes is how can we pray for you in the season how can we support you how can we come alongside you and help see your vision come to life
0: I love the generosity of that question That's, I did not expect that thought you're mm-hmm. going to be like what's like your favorite thing to drink right now or something like that it's always something like that. <laughs> we care about those things too but <laughs> <laughs> I love this you know I think that right now I'm working on sloughing off the pressure to... Somebody said a long time ago that stuck with me. You're the example. You're the example for like what moms should be. And I didn't like it. It didn't feel good right when she said it, but it just stuck. And I've been really like journaling through that, working through that. I take like these huge walks every morning and I I think and like just work through it every morning. Like it just why is that sticking with me? And I'm really like breaking away from it and breaking away. I think it's because I have that own pressure in myself. And she was just really like mirroring that back for me and really just like, no, like I have a message that's not mine. It's just coming through me. And that's my only responsibility is to share what I feel led to share and live my life and be myself. And that's it. So yeah, I would love, I would love prayers for that. Just the, releasing of pressure and just being free because that like me being free and and just being is going to help more women than me trying to be you know the Barbie version of mothers it's perfect fake this is not my vibe and that's not what I'm here to do thank you for asking
1: yeah absolutely we definitely want to stand with you on that and pray with you through that and believe God for freedom in that area so that you can run even more on mission than you already are. Allie, you are wonderful. You. We are so delighted to have this conversation with you, sit with you and just to carry this with you. So thank you for coming. Your book, declutter like a mother, a guilt-free, no stress way to transform your home and your life underscore your life. is available now. And I'm honestly so excited to kind of sit down with it and, find out how I can learn some new ways to do that one, that thing. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Allie, for being with us. Thanks, Allie. Thank
0: you so much. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We are grateful that you were able to listen in. If you love this episode, would you do us a favor and leave a review so other friends can find this episode? We pray it encouraged you and left you feeling equipped to run on mission right where you're at. We're super grateful for you and we will see you next week.